Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hello, everybody. And it has been a little while, but we'll get to that in a minute. But we are sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. At least I am. I was thinking of you, man, when I made my selection. You drinking wait, anything? Wait, yeah, well, I'm drinking a, a Diet Coke because uh, nice. I am actually recording this uh, behind the wheel of my RV at the moment. And so uh, I'm going to have to drive after we're done, so therefore, no alcohol. That that makes hey, good life choices, dude. I like that. <laughs> well, you know, hey, I am so, almost 40. I'd learned by now. <laughs> well, man, I you know, you live in San Luis Obispo, and I found Firestone Double Jack IPA in my local store today. And I was very excited about it. It is amazing. I haven't had it in a long time. It's 9.5%. And this is going to be guaranteed a long show, possibly two shows. So <laughs> it'll get me through it. Cool. I'm ready. All right. So we've been gone for a couple of weeks, man. We should probably fill people in a little. I was out of town for a week, uh, which everybody knew about because we recorded just before I left yep. off the grid. And it was a great little vacation, uh, hanging out by the river with the kids and the in-laws and my wife and drinking some beers, reading some books. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Some comic books, a lot of comic books. Were you, were you uh, in a van down by the river? No van, but down by the river for sure. Awesome. <laughs> in a cabin by the river. Uh, anyway, so, uh, anyway, so we missed another week too, which we don't want to get in the habit of, of course, but, uh, sometimes life happens, man. So, yeah, I, I was off the grid, uh, not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to record a podcast when you don't have internet access. <laughs> yes, that is, that is true. That is the case. <laughs> and actually, I am in, I'm behind the wheel of my RV, parked on the street in front of a McDonald's, jacking their Wi-Fi. So. I, I mean, episode 26 is rocking it, dude. Yeah. So We're, thank you, McDonald's. Spon- <laughs> unknown sponsor of the usual podcast. Thanks for not sponsoring the usual podcast. Uh, so anyway, man, we are here and I am super stoked to finally be back behind the mic. I'm back to work this week, which actually helped a little bit that we didn't record last week or this week. Uh, Last week, actually, because I was in meetings all day and it was just stressful getting ready, my classroom ready and stuff. So we're back in effect. We're going to be recording on Tuesdays again. We might put two shows out if this one runs long this week. Otherwise, we'll be back to our Tuesdays and hopefully Will has reliable Wi-Fi or McDonald's just supports us. I mean, (laughs) I think that might might be it. Well, anybody who's actually (laughs) met me in person knows McDonald's has supported me for numerous years. (laughs) And on that note... Before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. Before I get to the next part, our Instagram feed is going to be very interesting for the next couple of months. Uh, I have yet again started my, I'm calling it this year, my Geek Tea Streak. Okay? So, last year when I started, the first day of school with students, which was yesterday as we're recording this, uh, I wore a different t-shirt every single day until we had a week off in October last year. Okay. Uh, my goal, I've bought many more since then. And I think I can go longer, man. Well, so. I, I think if you, if you make sure that you don't waste fresh teas on the weekends, I think yeah. you can hit Christmas break. See, and I was counting the weekends. So I'm, uh, 
Uh, maybe should I not use the weekends? Hmm. I shall I shall ponder this. You know what? Use use your weekend days for the inappropriate shirts you can't wear to school. That's what I do. Yeah, because I got to show off the ones that I can't wear to work. The ones with the guns on them and the right the, the couple of the archer ones and stuff. Anyway, I got a couple Deadpool ones coming. I'm pretty pumped about that. Nice. So we'll talk more. All right. So anyway, I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Please give us positive ratings. Uh, and like us and share us on the other social medias. We love it. So like us, please like us. We everybody wants to be liked, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> All right, man. So we have timestamps in the show notes as always for non-Swotor fans. We have some catching up to do in Swotor, but I'm gonna jump around a little bit. A lot of the other podcasts have covered some stuff. So, uh, but we will have the timestamps if you want to skip Swotor and go right to um, Star Wars. We're gonna cover comics. And in the pop culture section, we're going to talk about some D23 stuff and a lot of other cool stuff. So I'm very excited about that. So give us feedback on Twitter, leave us comments on Facebook or on our website if you have suggestions for us. We love it. And we did get a new patron. <laughs> Transition. Uh, nice. Patreon. Thank you to Jesse, our friend on the Harbinger server and Ooh. our friend from San Diego Comic Con and from the Passionately Casual podcast, and all kinds of other things. We're going to talk about her a little bit later anyway. But thanks for being a patron of the show, Jesse. You know we love you. So keep keep playing. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Sam? Keep mobbing. All right. Anyway. Uh, so the guys who won the contest, Paul and Dan, your swag is in the mail and on the way. So look for that in the mail soon. Uh, actually, Paul is in um, England, so who knows when the hell that's going to get there. Anyway. <laughs> but I sent it. Know that I sent it, buddy. Thanks again for being a patron. And our next drawing, we are going to do another drawing on episode 30. Not sure what we're giving away yet, but it's going to be something. So definitely become a patron. We're over halfway to our milestone of getting a big, giant roundtable show. So that's going to be fun, I think. So give a buck or two. Uh, we'll give you some codes and some packs and all that. And if you want to be hardcore, 10 bucks a show. Uh, we'll send you a bunch of socks from my uh, wife's shop, Hippies Long Stockings. And uh, 10 bucks a show for four weeks. We'll get you a care package with beer and socks. Unless you live in England, I probably can't send beer to England, can I? Uh, might be sure frowned upon. Can. I mean, they asked me to. They're like, I'm sending stuff like that, you know, like liquids. And, I don't know. Oh, liquids, good point. All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to get arrested. <laughs> Again, I'm just kidding. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Uh, if you want a 30 day free trial, use our link. It's in the show notes and on the website, everywhere on the banners. Uh, I'm suggesting Felicia Day's new book, You're Never Weird on the Internet, almost. Haven't read it yet. Downloaded it. I'm excited about it. We just saw her at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, check our Facebook p- feed for all of that fun stuff. And uh, I love Felicia Day. And I found out today when I downloaded it that Josh Whedon did a forward on it. And I got oh, the nice. audiobook. So she's going to read it and Josh Whedon's going to be talking. I'm very excited. Nice. So. Yeah, t- two things. Uh, the uh, Well, not just one thing, really. I was chatting with Jesse yesterday. And uh, it looks like she was uh, involved in some sort of interview thing with her. So I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what that was all about. So. Yeah, she tweeted me something about she's been a couple of her tweets got favorited. I didn't know the extent of it. I was just immediately jealous and, and shut down. So. <laughs> um, well, as for me, I finished the Patriot Threat. Very good. I gave it four out of five stars. Um, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I started listening to How Star Wars Took Over the Universe. So that's my audible selection. I'm about, I don't know, 20% through that. But I also... Uh, 
for those of you that follow me, I am on Goodreads.com, and they uh, have uh, giveaways where you can get advanced reader copies. And I got an advanced reader copy of an art book called The Hirschfeld Century. So I'm reading that right now, and those of you who know art or Broadway or anything, Hirschfeld is a guy who was known for, honestly, for 80 years, he drew a lot of the caricatures that of Broadway stars and movie stars, and huh. he drew posters. He used to... Uh, uh, he used to work for the Selznick company, you know, um, Selznick did, uh, you know, Gone with the Wind and stuff. And he did a lot of posters, um, for them, uh, I believe, uh, United, uh, artists and a couple other people. So it's a really fascinating book so far. So that's really cool. Nice, dude. You're, you're outpacing me lately on Audible. <laughs> I've been catching up on podcasts since I was off the grid. I, I almost caught too. up and I came back and downloaded like 14 of them. So that's, that's become hard. So. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been catching up in, on podcasts and and listening to some new ones. And next when we get to Podcast Corner, I've got some some good suggestions for our listeners. Yeah, I'm excited about that, man. All right, so uh, should we go to Swotor Land? Swotor. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. Oh, it's been a while. Okay, so here we go. Uh, so, Star Wars The Old Republic, my friend, it's been a while. Let's start with community shout-outs. Uh, well, we just talked about them. But uh, Jesse and JT's show, you know, pas- Passionately Casual. We've talked about this in previous episodes. Uh, episode 2 is out, and they gave us a nice little shout-out, which we appreciate. And I don't know how long the streak's going to go, but re- we seem to each give each other shout-outs on every one of our shows. So, <laughs> we'll just kind of see how long that goes. Well, that's they just, talk- that's what friends do. I know, right? They talked about how many hits they got, um, how many plays they received on their first episode, and I just can't even get over it. It's like a lot, like a lot. Jesse, you're no longer my friend. You hit uh, quadruple digits before we did, so, yeah. you know. We're not happy with you. I mean, we, we love you, but. We, we love you, but we don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> well said, sir. So anyway, episode three's out too, uh, came out today. I was listening to it right before we started recording. Almost finished it. They had a great interview with Cash from Mog Nation. I haven't heard his voice in a while. Um, formerly, uh, he helped get Mog Nation going where Old Republic Radio comes from and all that. They do a lot of uh, charity work. Really good guy. Really great interview. I, uh, hats off to you guys, man, for, for getting him on the show. He's a really cool guy. Yeah, actually, going back to their episode two, I loved, 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 loved their interview with Volk from, uh, mm-hmm. I believe it's from Bulgaria. Yeah. Fascinating guy. I've never actually gotten into into Twitch and watching streaming, but I actually think I might uh, if I can get some time to uh, to watch a couple of his uh, streams because yeah, he seems like a very community pro pro community person. Yeah, and I, I appreciate the the guests they're getting. I mean, and you know, their show is called Passionately Casual, so I mean, you know, they're not out to 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 knock on the game, but they're getting guests, man, that are really positive. And this is turning into a mini podcast corner, but I do want to give them some love though. Cause, uh, again, the interview today, Cash was talking about his extra life, uh, work with extra life and running the Orange County chapter of extra life. And we're going to, we're going to do that this year as well. And I love that event. We did it last year and, um, hopefully we'll do it with the, with the guild, which we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. So anyway, keep it up guys. We love the podcast and, um, here's your shout out for our episode. So we're going <laughs> to expect one for next week. <laughs> Or not, doesn't matter, who cares. Okay, so, also the GGC uh, episode 8 came out. 
Uh, it's called the MMO Bits. Chill and Tio from the Utini cast uh, hosted that one. Uh, Palace from Beyond the Stars was on there. Chuck from Bad Feelings. Snave, we all know Snave from Hitbox. Um, the streamer, uh, Max was on there from Escape Podcast and Nephthim from Old Rep Radio. It was a good cast. Um, a lot of people think it was a little, well, even they said it was a little negative, but they're just being, you know, some of them aren't very happy with the game. So we'll see. Hopefully they can change their tunes, uh, as things develop, which we're going to get into in a little while. So, um, it wasn't a bad cast by any chance. Definitely check it out. I love the GGC and we'll be on it again at some point. So here we go. Cool. Guild info. So, I don't think we could have started a guild at a, at a worse time, my friend. I agree. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get into this. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this for a minute. So, we started the guild and we talked about it for a couple of weeks. Something we both wanted to do. Um, the problem was, is that right when we really got it going and recorded that podcast, I was off the grid for a week. Will was gone. People were in asking about it and um we weren't really around <laughs> and we did get some folks in there and we did do a little gaming uh but honestly uh we found ourselves kind of making characters on other servers and and trying to connect with some folks who we've known a lot longer and been wanting to game with for a while and we we discovered i guess i i mean we i guess we kind of came to the consensus that all the people we kind of communicate with the most and want to play with as often as possible or on the harbinger so <laughs> and while while character transfers were cheap we decided to just jump over to the harbinger so if you are part if you are in our guild i think i've talked to most folks but if you're in our guild um there are going to be some changes coming with 4.0 maybe with the ability to move guild so i'm going to leave it up and and there's placeholders uh kind of to keep the guild there but we're not going to move it we're just going to join up with unholy alliance who uh <laughs> Jesse, this is like your fifth shout out, dude. Um, anyway, Unholy Alliance, um, on the, on the M side and Wookie Mistake on the pub side is, which is a great name. We've kind of joined forces with them, um, transferred our tunes over and we are playing with some folks, uh, from the community that, that we really want to hang out with a little more often. So we, we have similar goals in mind. Of course, we want to learn ops and all that. So, you know, come on over. It's cheap. Um, and, and play with us. So yeah, a couple things I'm really excited about are that they already have some established ops groups and, and flashpoint groups, but they're also very welcoming to teach new people. Yeah. And um, actually funny joke is, you know, when I moved my eight main characters over to <laughs> Harbinger and Jesse said, you've got your own ops groups and just <laughs> totally tongue in cheek and facetiously. I said, what's an ops group. <laughs> so, I think that should be the name of our newbie ops group, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. That is great. What's yeah, an ops so, group? Yeah, so there's that. Plus, um, they're already making a big push for uh, for Extra Life. They did really well last year. They're going to be doing it really big this year, and I really want to take part in that. Same so, um, yeah, instead, you know, it's a lot easier to form two fan bases and get them together and uh, and make a push on it. So, you know, hopefully, we can raise some money for children's hospitals. Absolutely, man. And like I said, so we're over there for the most part now. Uh, so if you're, if you're listening to this, uh, hop on over to Harbinger and join Unholy Alliance and Wookie Mistake. They're a great group of folks. Um, and if you listen to Passionately Casual, you'll know that they really are welcoming and, and awesome folks to, to, to game with. So, um, it's going to be a, a really good time. So let's all hang out with these guys. So, Sweet. so sorry for the last minute switch, but better now than when we got really going. So, and I didn't want to let people down. So here we go. All right. So weeks in game. Did you do anything this week? Were you able to get online at all? I was able to get on a little bit. Thank you, Starbucks. And, Starbucks. Um, basically I did my transfer to Harbinger 
repurchased uh, a, a reactivated one of my strongholds and started uh, expanding my storage. Other than that, I really didn't do much gaming, um, but I did create my, you know, I've got my ongoing long-term canon project on Jung Ma with that oh, feeling. God, still doing that? <laughs> I am. And I, uh, <laughs> I created my, uh, my first, uh, Imperial agent. Okay. And let's see if you Ever? can guess. W- no, for, Over for, okay. for this and it's yeah. canon. So let's see if you can figure out the character I made just by the description. Oh. It's a male Chiss. Oh, here we go. Thrawn. Thrawn. What'd you name him? Uh, Mithron, whatever his full name is without the apostrophes. Because that one was already taken. But I took the apostrophes out, and I was surprised that that one was still there. Um, But I got his black hair, the scar on his left cheek, Uh the dead red eyes. He's an Imperial agent. It's it's pretty darn cool. That's sick, dude. Because that's the closest I could do to Thrawn was an Imperial agent. Yeah, yeah, technically he's part of the Navy, but you you don't really have that on the the, uh, imp side, so... Exactly. But yeah, so I'm excited about that. I started uh, that one. So that's my fourth uh, fourth tune that I've based over there. I've gotten characters based on Luke, Han, Jango Fett, and now Thrawn. So. Oh, keep it up, man. I, I'm, I'm intrigued by what you come up with. It's madness, I tell you. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so anyway, my weekend game, well, a couple weeks, I guess. Uh, I was out of town, but I was in back to work, so not too much gaming. But uh, I, I was transferring my tunes as well. I did uh, one of the first nights I was hanging out on TeamSpeak with uh, Unholy Alliance. I was playing on my Sork. It was the only tune I had over there at the time. And he was, you know, 59 and a half. And uh, the guys will make fun of me. I'm just going to call myself at it on this one. But once I hit 60, I was like, okay, I, I, I can't do it anymore. I'm falling asleep. It was, you know, it was late. I've been working. and uh, But I left my, I never logged out of TeamSpeak. And apparently I, I must have fallen asleep at my computer for a little while. Awesome. And I woke up on the couch at some point, came back to my computer, realized I was the only one left in TeamSpeak. So the next day they're like, yeah, uh, we were just asking for you and saying your name, but I think you were asleep or not there. I was like, yeah, dude, I passed out. So anyway, yeah, I'm just if, getting to know the guildies. It was a lot of fun anyway. So Yeah, so if it was me who fell asleep on TeamSpeak, they definitely would have known. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you, you snore sometimes. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a really good time in game when I was able to get on there. I did snag a cantina code. There's a couple of number of different places to get it from the Germany can or from the Gamescom cantina event. And, uh, I pointed some out to you last night and I don't, I don't know. I haven't really been really deep on Twitter and in the SOTOR stuff right now, but I'm sure people have noticed this, but, uh, it looks like the, uh, targeting computer on the dashboard yep. from a new hope. And it looks like R2-D2, just above that, it, just the dome, right? Yeah, I thought you sent me screenshots of that, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So if you have the new Cantina code, it, I can't remember what the name of the speeder is now. But anyway. It's one of the, it, it's one of the Prenois ones. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know what the, the first name is. But anyway, it's uh, it's on there, and I think it's kind of cool. If you see the same thing I do, maybe I was tripping, but it, it does look like that. So I thought that was neat. That's pretty much all I've been doing, man. Um, I was a little bummed that, um, you know, that all I had to unlock pay. And people have said that, you know, you had to pay to unlock your strongholds again if you move servers, unless you did it with cartel coins, which I right. didn't because I had a lot of credits. But when I got over, now I just have 
I don't know, Drummond costs or something right now so I can make some credits, but, or shuffle them around. But other than that, um, everything's totally cool. Uh, the one thing I am really excited about on Harbinger that I didn't really think about because I've always kind of been on an East Coast server, uh, I cannot get over how, what, the in, improvement in performance. I don't have any lag issues because I'm on the freaking West Coast and the Harbinger's a West Coast server. Crazy, it's, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's about the same for me, but the pops are just much better. No, I, I, I got you. But, you know, for me, like, I'm looking at the little bars, you know, like the little bars on the bottom right. And right. when I was playing on Shadowlands, it was like one, two at the most. A lot of times it was that red one, right? Yeah. Um, but for me, it's been four and hasn't gone away from four since I've been on Harbinger. So I'm pretty stoked about that. So that's pretty much what I have because I have very intermittent in internet anyway. So I'm used to that. Right. Yeah, but, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but the, the thing for me is, you know, I'm a, I'm a night owl for those of you that know me. And, and so I usually don't, I mean, I usually play at like 11 o'clock at night, one o'clock at night, you know, two in the morning and whatnot. And so, you know, when I'm on an East Coast server, it's dead everywhere because it's like three, four in the morning. You know, and that was the other thing that I realized is why am I playing on an East Coast server like you when I finally sit down and play? It's, you know, nine o'clock, maybe 10 o'clock my time, but it's the middle of the night over there. You know, and it's nice to be online, get good, no, not have a lot of lag and actually see people. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So let us get into the news, buddy. All right. So here we go. So there were some server issues uh, a while back. Some of this stuff is old. What I'm going to do is just kind of, I'm also probably not going to go through a lot of the Gamescom stuff, but we'll talk about that in a minute. One of the things I absolutely have to talk about, and this came out. Right when I got back from vacation, uh, this was last Monday, I believe. Uh, there's a link called Datacrons are for legacies, right? <laughs> and oh, I'm sure you jumped all on that. Oh, don't get me started on this. So anyway, Eric came out and he said, I wanted to pass on a little tidbit that I heard this morning. We are very actively looking to put legacy wide Datacrons into Knights of the Fallen Empire, exclamation point. We know this has been a widely requested for many years, and so the design team is working as we speak, as we speak to get it in. As always, it's not a guarantee that it will make it in, but the team is hard at work to make it happen. What did Eric Musco tell me when I saw him not even a month ago? Um, well, I know, I kinda, whenever you start asking him about Datacrons again, I just kind of zone out. You know, kind of like when I ask, when I start asking about, uh, you know, stackable storage, you kind of just. Oh, yeah, I, I just tuned out. So look, man, I've been asking this and I put this up on Twitter because I came back and people are like tagging me. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And I saw this post. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I just asked him this. And he said, oh, it's going to be too hard. We have to rework the whole Datacron system, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it's probably not going to happen. And now it's happening, possibly. Maybe not right with 4.0, but soon after, right? I think this leads into something else that came out that we're going to talk about. They're reworking some of the stats. But seriously... Like, I have been asking forever, and I'm getting no credit for this, buddy. I'm getting none. <laughs> Nobody's saying, like, hey, Marshall is right. Legacy Datacron's the way to go. What I did find funny is some of the conversations around it, though. Like, Snave was like, I'm too lazy to even go for Datacron's at all, um, so I don't really care. And, you know, stuff like that. It was kind of funny. But, honestly, I'm hoping this happens. I've been asking for years, so I don't know. Any thoughts? Um, you know, you just brought up something that I didn't even think about, but it's, you know, light bulb just went on in my head, you know, listen to, you know, we listen to bad feeling every week and, you know, they're always talking about for PV because you've really got to max your, your, you know, your stats and, you know, min max and all that stuff yeah, and yeah. thing. But then they, then for the most part, they kind of like say, Oh, I don't want to go searching for data crumbs. I'm like, you're ta you're talking about 
you know, getting every last point out right. of your 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 uh, your stats, and then you're just leaving these stats out on the field. And <laughs> it's yeah. like, it just thought of me. I'm like, Chuck, Brian. But some of those men are so tedious. They're they're jumping puzzles. Not everybody wants a platformer in their MMO. Like I get it. You know that is and... that is true. I mean, there's there's one on Macab which is just ridiculous. That honestly took me. I mean, once you doing it successfully, the one run I did to get it successfully was like 45 minutes. Yeah, and that's not even counting like the one on Tatooine where you're waiting for the blimp to come by. This yeah. one was because Were you it was waiting so for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was just so long. And then the one that took me the longest actually was the one on Corellia, where if you do it solo. You've got to drop off of an, a ledge onto a tiny beam that's underneath, and you have like a minuscule <laughs> amount of of leeway there. And so, right. if you're dealing with any kind of lag, you're gone. Oh, that's that's a good point. Yeah, if you go in groups, it's a lot easier when they can pull you. So, right. And there are a lot of guides out there. There are ways to go around it. You can do it in groups and make it kind of fun. But honestly, dude, I don't want to do that unless I'm doing it with a group and just doing it for fun on a tune that I don't have it on. I don't want to do them again. You know, so that's why I've been asking for it. I'm glad that they're working on it, but, uh, come on, man. It's been four years anyway. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so funny, you know, that, you know, some, sometimes it's glitches. Like there was the Datacron on, on a Coruscant that was uh, Mm -hmm. for the, the spaceport that was impossible to get. Like everyone's like, you can't get it and everything. But then it turns out before they fixed the glitch, if you walked up a specific beam and you walked up to the ceiling, and your head actually popped out, and you were—you could see the sky. Uh, you got it that way. That—that's one way I got it. Or that was for for um, explore, not for datacrons. And then there's the the one for the bestiary. There's the one uh, on um, ba- uh, Balmora on mm-hmm. the imp side, where the only way to get it is it's in an area, it's in a field that's over a rock that your character <laughs> can't actually go to. And the only way to get to it is go as far as you can. Select on the animal and then send your companion to go hit it. Well, that's and hopefully it's close enough that you can actually f- shoot it at that point because you've now engaged it. And that, w- and that was the very last bestiary that I ever got. And that took forever. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm glad this is coming. Uh, and, and so we'll see if they get in for 4.0. Um, I'm going to try not to be mad at them. I'm working on it. I'm working through my anger. Uh, but I'm relieved, I'm relieved on some level too, man, because I, you know, I know I'm not the only one that's wanted it as well. And, and I'm glad I'm not the only one who's like, man, it's about time. Yeah. One, one thing I'm excited about for it is I never went for those, the plus 10 one on right. the fleet. And, uh, well, we should so, get the guild to do that with us. Exactly. Right. Cause you know, I'm mostly a solo person. We're both mostly solo players or small yeah. groups, you know, but you need, I think eight people to do that or 10 people yeah, to do yeah. it. I don't know. You need a bunch of people. Yeah, exactly. So now we're in a guild that we could do that. Plus, I'm glad I didn't do it before on all eight characters. And now, hopefully, if they do Legacy, then we just do it once. Exactly. So another post that same day, po- pages coming off SwordTour.com. Uh, it says, quick heads up on some changes coming to SwordTour.com. As most of us know, there are a whole lot of things that are way out of date, right? Um, so they basically, <laughs> Eric comes out and says that they're they're starting the process by deleting some of the older pages that are no longer needed. Uh, pages that will be removed are Elder Game Guide, New Player Guide, Game Manual, Events, Galaxy Map, Wallpapers, Podcasts. They'll still be available on YouTube, that kind of thing. Um, so they're working on more updates, and I think this is important. If you're going to have a website, if, you, if you're trying to encourage new people to come back to the game, you may want to have an up-to-date website, especially for new players. So Yeah, you know, one thing I've, I've, I've 
always been kind of, you know, butthurt about is, because you know me, I'm very big into lore and very big into the story and everything, right? And one of my favorite things in beta was that they did those, like, monthly releases of right. the the Holocron that had some videos or slideshows or whatnot, but, the, you know, it's part of the whole backstory if you had the Holocron Keeper guy, right? right? And I thought that was really cool, and I, I actually won a copy of the book written by that holo- the, 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 the oh, Holocron uh, Keeper guy. Nostral, yeah. Yeah, and I so I got that at, at the first canteen I ever went to, and uh, um, and but then it's like more coming soon or whatever, and then they never updated it past like halfway through, and I'm like, it's now been almost four years, and exactly. they still haven't updated any. <laughs> right. All right. So then, um, I am definitely going to gloss over this next little bit. Um, after. So they started updating the game files, obviously, which makes sense with a major update coming, right? Right. Um, and of course, Swotor Potato, or, you know, Swotor Miner and Potato are going after data mining, right? Of course. And so people, and so people are like, oh my God, you're making this change to, you know, you're making this change, uh, to crafting. You're doing this, you're doing this. And they were posting it on the forums. So that's obviously a problem. Against terms of service. <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, basically they came out and said over the last few days, we've seen an increase in post and discussion around unreleased Knights of the Fallen Empire information. And they're just basically remind, uh, reminding people that posting data mine information or any unreleased, uh, coffee information is against the forum rules. So, um, and they do take it seriously. They got rid of those posts, um, which is important. But if you really need to see what those guys are doing, they're doing a great job. I'm not going after it because I don't want story spoilers. Right. And I right. want to wait until something's released so that we can kind of talk about it as a community. I am not the type of person that, um, and I think the bad feeling guy said it where, you know, you want to open a Christmas present early. I don't care enough about that. Like I have enough stuff to do. Uh, so in all honesty, you know, if you want to find out what's been data mined, you know, go to Tor community. Otherwise we're not going to talk about it here and, um, and keep it off the forums like you're supposed to. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's plenty of other places where you can talk yeah. about it, where it's you know Reddit or community, all that stuff. Why bring it directly onto the forums? Exactly. There's plenty of other places for it. Good point. Yeah, because on it's a twofold thing. Plus, I mean, one, it's you know it's against the 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 forum rules. But two, any any post that you're putting on the forums is taking attention away of the community team away from stuff that you really want them working on. Exactly. Because this is something they've got to address. Right. And you don't want, you know, and that's, and that's just more work for them to keep taking these things down. Keep it on Reddit. Keep it on Tor community. Talk about it over there. Exactly. Yep. Um, all right. So let's see. There's some, I'm skipping some of this older 3.3.1 stuff that was changed because 3.3.1 just came out last night. So we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Let's, uh, actually, let's do that right now. And we'll get all the news out, and then we'll go back to the Gamescom stuff. How about that? Cool. Um, yeah, I, I haven't updated yet because I didn't play it all today, but um, I, I am glad they're they're changing the bounty holding cell. Yeah, exactly. And Which, I mean, I haven't gotten this decoration yet, but I love any kind of interactive decoration. And this is something here, that you man. can actually have fun with, and it's great for role players because you can actually utilize it in story. So there has been maintenance uh, last night, or actually really early this morning. Uh, service came up uh, this morning. And, uh, some, a lot of bug fixes, including, uh, that one, I believe. Let's see. So, uh, there's some small hooks on Tatooine that are now usable. Um, there's some other little things like that. Let's see. The Yavin 4 Stronghold cinematic no longer plays every time the Stronghold is traveled to. Finally. Awesome. 
<laughs> that was kind of driving me insane. Like some people were like, oh, it's so cool. It's like, I don't, I would forget and walk away and have to press space bar and watch the damn cinematic every time. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> uh, there's a missing hook, I guess, in the main temple room of the Yavin 4 stronghold. So I'm actually eager to see where that was. It says placed a missing hook in the main temple room of Yavin 4. So that's interesting. Oh, this one's good. Companions' helmets are now properly hidden in conversations if that option is selected. Um, that always kind of bugged me in cutscenes, you know, when like all of a sudden my companion has this nasty helmet on that I just happen to have on them, you know, just for the stats. In yeah, and also the funny thing is, is when uh, for some reason in cutscenes it doesn't. It, it, I mean, I don't. I, it's been so long since I've actually looked at this, but it didn't uh, follow the color matching. So it even though when right. yeah when you're playing it matched color in the cutscene if you had like a bright orange helmet on a purple robe it showed those. Um, let's see here. Oh, I didn't know that was fixed an issue that caused some players to be unable to log in to certain characters. I didn't know that was happening. The other day I was actually having an issue uh, where uh, like half my characters wouldn't. It would it keeps saying check your internet connection even though my internet was fine. So. Hmm. Maybe it was really I bet wild. that was the bug then. That must have been the yeah, bug. Yeah, that happened for a couple hours, then I was finally able to log in. Hmm. Cartel Market. Uh, so the first grand decorations pack now correctly states that it can also drop stronghold titles, which I guess was a thing. Cartel Market, irradiated Veractal now grants the appropriate decoration unlock. There's also some stuff I want to cover here in a second about some new Cartel car- Market items, which I think is cool. War Zones. Uh, ranked daily missions now grants more credits. Ranked daily missions now grants 15 Warzone med packs and adrenals. So some changes to ranked. Um, and then weekly grants 35 Warzone med packs and adrenals. And the Warzone Q, uh, GUI now correctly shows season six. So just some, you know, normal bug fixes, which I think is good. Let's take a look. I don't know if you got to see this yet, dude, or if you can, but, um, I haven't looked at this yet. There's some new cartel items and collections, which Dolphy had on her side. I'll have a link in the show note, show notes. Um, so 3.3.1 brought in several new cartel items and collections. These will likely be available for direct purchase in the next few weeks. And I do know about one already. There's a cool night armor, um, came up today. Um, I heard about that on the Passionate Casual podcast and it actually looks kind of cool. I think, I think that looks awesome. And there's some other so cool stuff, um, some lightsabers. So we'll have a link in the show notes if you want to check this stuff out. Um, nothing super awesome, but I definitely think that armor is kind of cool. And then the Dolphy also has a preview for the Wild Space Explorers pack. Yeah, I'm, the only gear I'm really excited about coming out is the uh, the Nico car stuff. Yeah, and and you oh, there's a pretty cool mount in that pack. Anyway, we can talk about this more next week. There's some definitely some cool mounts in this one. Jetpacks and wow, that's a really this is gonna be a cool pack. All right, so between now and next week, Will's gonna check this stuff out and we'll talk about it more. This is just a preview on Dolphy anyway. Um, it hasn't come out yet, but we will definitely. Uh, this is gonna happen sometime in August, so hopefully in the next week or so. So we'll be able to cool. check it out. And last thing here, uh, season five gold tier reward granted. So remember they said that. They accidentally gave some Nexus to folks who didn't deserve Nexus, and then they finally gave it to the people who didn't get it that deserved it, but they didn't take it away from the people who didn't deserve it who got it. Right. That was pretty good, huh? Yeah. 
Okay. I did. Anyway, so what they did was, as mentioned before, with patch 3.1, 3.3.1, the pat, the plan was to issue, uh, each season five gold tier PvP -er a new reward. That should be exclusive to only them and would be a bit of a make good for the issues that occurred in granting the reward previously. So really what they did was, if you're a gold tier participant in season five, check your mailbox and Garada's special pet Nexu will be waiting there for you. Um, so they got another Nexu that is just special to them, which is pretty badass. So. Yeah, but you just said it's a pet Nexu and not a mount, right? Oh, did I say pet? Or is it yeah. a mount? No, a Nexu mount, sorry. Okay. It's like, it'd be cool it says, to have a Nexu pet, because I don't think they have any yet. Wait, I think I'm getting this wrong. You're right. So, maintenance is over today. Season 5 gold characters should have a different and new Nexu mount in their mailbox. This Nexu shares the same model as a gold tier Nexu mount, but with a new traditional colorization pattern. If you're a gold tier participant in Season 5, check your mailbox and Garada's special pet Nexu will be waiting there for you. Okay, so they mixed up their words. Okay. I, I would like a pet next to I think that would be cool. Yeah, I think so too. But I think there's some in the game already. I Maybe don't extreme. think so. Not for pets. They have next mounts. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, so that's a little confusing, but I think it's a mount. They say mount more times than pet. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go with that. Let's see. So when the cool set came out today, there was a post really quickly saying there's a missing part, but they intentionally left the bracers off. I still don't know why bracers are even a thing. You don't even see them. There is an issue, and I'm I'm actually kind of bummed about this. I play on two screens, and I use the windowed full screen mode right. on the one screen, so I can still do stuff on my stuff on my other screen. And somebody noticed that after today's patch, windowed full screen is capped at 24 FPS. Ugh. However, Are you after yeah, I don't know. That's what that's what they're saying. And however, after all tapping into the game from desktop, it gets capped after one or two seconds. Switching to full screen eliminates this, but obviously it's not the same as windowed mode. So this is going to be a bummer that they're going to have to fix pretty quick because I can run this thing at like, you know, 60 to 100 FPS, depending on where I'm at. And I don't want to be capped at 24. That's going to bum me out, especially now that I'm getting better for better performance on the Harbinger, right? Yeah, just saying. 24 is about average for what I get, so. <laughs> well, I, I hear you, dude. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm hoping they get that fixed fairly quickly, and I hope it doesn't happen to me. I hope it's wrong. But yeah. Um. So real quick, man, before we get out of um, Swotor, you know, we did have some catching up to do. One of the big things that came up in the community was Gamescom, and you know, there was a live stream event. It was only a couple minutes. We'll have a link in the show notes where James only came and talk, came out and introduced. Um, it was nice to see James again, by the way. Uh, he came out and introduced, uh, you know, Knights of the Fallen Empire. And then they showed the trailer. And we watched the trailer, which is pretty cool. What'd you think? I really liked it. Uh, I, I, I thought it was really cool to see Benico as a badass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Stabbing fools. Yeah, I'm, it's like, I'm just going to lift you up and shove my lightsaber straight into your chest. <laughs> which I think is important. Um, so I thought the trailer was great. Um, I Oh, man, I'm still jealous. I mean, we've mentioned Jesse a hundred times, but... She got, you know, Darren DePaul to do her intro for Passionately Casual. I wish I had thought of that because, man, this trailer really, really shows off that amazing voice that man has. Um, amazing voice. And there's the part where it says, you know, uh, you can have all of this, too, as long as you kneel. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you what, I'm going to kneel. <laughs> it's because you're a, you're a fool. No, dude. I want power, man. And his voice? He just told me to do a thing. I'm going to do it. It's very important. Yeah, you're going to get power by submitting. <laughs> That's all right, man. I'm going to kneel, I think. See what happens. Uh, so you're not kneeling. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, I'm sure I'm going to have to with whatever character I do to get Dark Jessa. 
That's a good point. And the other thing, man, is they did it. There was a gameplay trailer, and it was done uh, from the Jedi Knight storyline, which I thought was kind of cool. And so, uh, I don't know. The trailer was great. Uh, Personally, I can't wait for this stuff to come out. I hope they meet their their stuff, and it's everything they say it's going to be. I'm more into story than anything else in this game, so it's right up my alley. Yeah, I'm very excited for this uh, for this expansion. Any other thoughts on the trailer? Should we move on to the Q and A stuff? No, let's move on. All right. So, uh, Gamescom, there was two uh, community cantina Q and As. Dolphy's got and look. The thing is, we're a little late on this. Most of the other podcasts have talked about this stuff. Everybody's talked about this stuff already. Um, some of the major things I'm gonna have the links in the show notes. Dolphy's got a really nice write up for all the Q and A's and some of the other folks who were there that talked to the um developers while they're there. Um one of the there was a really cool interview with um uh, with James Olin mm-hmm. uh with a woman named Chris Christine Imdahl. Christiane Imdahl. Um really nice uh interview. It was actually pretty cool. And you know he talks about you know the root of Bioware storytelling and and what they're trying to do with coffee and, and that kind of stuff. And, it, it, you know, it, it was really for me as far as, and we've talked about this a hundred times, but, um, the root, uh, the, which is why, why we like Star Wars so much is the story are the characters, you know, and we're playing a Star Wars video game. We're investing in those characters and we want to see what their story's about. And, you know, they're going back to that and they're going to be doing some stuff with companions. They're changing crafting. And we'll talk about a couple of the other changes that they're that they're going to do as well. But I don't know. Like I say, I'm pretty excited. It was a really good interview. Yeah, it's just I mean, any changes, not changes, but any um, focus on story is always a win in my book. Indeed. Um, so the major change that um, was confirmed there is that they are changing the stat system. They are taking away uh, your main stats, so you know, willpower, strength, aim, cunning, that kind of stuff. Um, and they're replacing it with um, something called mastery. Okay, there is some controversy out there about this. For me, this just makes the game easier, in my opinion. For me, yeah, it, it <laughs> makes uh, your stat building a lot less confusing. Yeah, and look, it's like then I don't have, you know, just stuff sitting in my inventory I can't use. I can give it to my companion. I can give it to another tune, you know, if I want to, or something like that. Um, so I, I don't know. I've, I'm really interested to see. And of course, some of the controversy is because we're not diving into the data mine stuff and we're not diving into what's actually going on with crafting. This is a concern with the crafters, right? There's certain right. things that, that are selling really well. Um, and it, and it's directly based on these stats. So we'll, we'll kind of see how I'm hoping they kind of, you know, cross their T's and dot their I's and, and really figure out all this stuff ahead of time. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm waiting for these blog posts to explain what they're doing with crafting. I'm waiting for these blog posts to see what they're going to do with, uh, with companions. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with the mastery thing, honestly, but a lot of folks do. So yeah, I, I, like I said, it, it just makes it simpler and I'm all for that. Indeed. So one of the questions on that note was with restruct, and this is what from one of the questions from the Q and A again, I'm just jumping around. The restructuring of the companions, what does this mean for crafting? And they say no comment at this time. There's some big changes coming with crafting that I'm not going to get into. Um, get into it as it is something we will announce later on. Companions play into it so you can expect some changes. I think the beef that people have with this is that they want to know how to prep. You know, right. uh, we don't have a whole lot of time. 
you know, and, and, and if you need to max out com- uh, affection or you need to start stocking up on certain things, um, people want to know how to do this kind of stuff, right? They want to know what they, how they need to prepare for this. So I, I think that's kind of the major issue there. So no new operations was also confirmed and no new nightmare operations ever. That was the other thing that was confirmed. Um, ever is just a stay big with word. story mode and hard mode. And, um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I, I don't really care. I, I mean, I think they're just taking off something that nobody, that only a very small section of the population was playing. A lot of groups, you know, dabble in their hard modes, but, you know, very few folks were really getting up to that point of nightmare. And, and you know, they got to focus on other stuff, too, that more people are doing. I don't know. I don't really have a good answer for that. Honestly. No, that, I mean, that makes the most sense because, I mean, like, I'm not your... I'm not your new player. I mean, I've been playing since beta, but like I said, I still, I don't do ops. It's just, you know, I focus on story and, you know, when it's involved in the story and I can do it solo or one or two more people, but when it requires 16 people to do, that's just, it's not in my wheelhouse to be able to do that on the social interaction point right now. So, yeah. yeah, So, and I think there are more of me than there are of them. In that respect. You're right. And therefore, there they've got to tailor <laughs> Which is why change. they're going away from it. And I think that's why they're going back to the story thing, because they, they're finding more people are in the story. Now, you know, as they've said with, you know, when they have new companions that you want to buy, if you want them to come out with, not companions, the, the species, uh, you know, if a bunch of people buy the new species when it comes out, they're going to keep putting out new species, right? But if right. nobody's buying them, they're not going to put their resources into it. You know, that just kind of... You know, yeah, which is makes sense with like retail, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've got to really remember that this is all a business model, Mm. right? So they, you put money into what's making you money. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. They're scaling all the flashbacks, which we know about. Oh, of course, people talked about chat bubbles and hood toggle. Wouldn't be a Q and A if they didn't ask that question, right? (laughs) Um, So they say there is a performance issue with chat bubbles and we're working to solve that as it is something we really want. It is not a promise though. Once we get around the performance issue, we'll make a big announcement about it, which makes sense, which they've been saying for four years now. Okay, let's wrap this up. So that was the August 6th Q&A. Let's see what was in the other one that we want to highlight. Oh, new Starfighter. That was one of them. People were asking about Starfighter and Michael Backus, who we saw. We saw him in San Diego, didn't we? Um, He loves loves GSF. I met him in San San Francisco when I went to the GSF uh, canteen a couple years ago. And uh, it's going to take probably about another year or so, I think, from what I hear, um, for more GSF, if they go back to it. Um, different class content. There's, of course, going to still be one story, which we all know about already. Um, hopefully, there'll be, there will be some changes. Um, some classes may run into something. Something others will not. So that's promising, at least. But Yeah, you know, a lot of people have been complaining. I mean, this is kind of going to a, a holistic point of view here. But, you know, a lot of people complain, you know, there's no ops, there's no GSF expansion, there's no new maps or anything like that. And I'm like, well, now that we know this huge expansion with a whole bunch of new writing and video and all that stuff is coming out, we know where they've been putting their resources. So now that this is coming out, as long as they still keep putting resources into fixing bugs post-release, which, you know, is bound to happen, now they're going to be able to start focusing on that stuff they say that's been on the board for a long time. So I think it just takes a little patience and don't be so angry that you're not getting anything in this major, major release, it might be coming down the line. Exactly. Someone asked about graphical update. Um, 
the new content has better graphics, but they're not improving the game engine, which is obviously very difficult to do. Uh, new PvP maps, same question, you know, as, as before, they're working on them, but, you know, they're not ready to announce anything. Same for ops and everything else. I actually thought this was interesting. Someone asked about secret droids and macro, 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 back, secret droids and macro binocular stuff. And, um, they're saying that story would be spoiler. Original quests were tied to Dreadmaster. More stuff might happen. So you might get some more of that, which is kind of cool. Yeah, well, you and I still need to finish the Heroic Fours at the end of those quests. Yeah, should we do that? <laughs> I think we should do that. Well, we'll get some guildies to help us. Cause yeah, we'll get some guildies to help us deal. out. Pissing me off. All right. Um, and I think I'm going to pretty much wrap it up here. Guild transfers, they're working on stuff that might be easier to not lose all their stuff. So, again, that's why we're not moving our guild over until 4.0 and see what they come up with. Right. Cross-server, not ignoring the issue. Something awesome is in the works. Why would they say that again? You know, how long have we been harping on better than cross-server, right? So now, something awesome is in the works. <laughs> well, I actually think that's going to be the subtitle of the next uh, release post. Uh, 4.1 is going to be better than cross-server. There you go. <laughs> all right, man. So, I think... I think that's kind of all I want to cover on this. There's tons of other stuff, but we've covered the major, the major things. If you want to see what some folks were walking around talking to some of the devs about, feel free to do that. Again, we'll put the link in the show notes to Dolphy. Um, has a nice breakdown and kind of putting everything in one spot for you. So I think we've caught up on Swotor, man. And that was, that was deep. That was crazy. Those were some deep cuts there. Yep. Deep cuts. Okay. So let's, uh, should we jump over to, let's do podcast corner first before we get out of here. Yep. Um, and I think this is a good spot to keep podcast corner because sometimes we talk Swotor and sometimes we talk geek and we'll kind of just, uh, do it. So we've talked enough about passionately casual, I think, uh, in this, in this podcast to, to warrant their spot in podcast corner. So we'll put a link to their stuff. Um, check them out. You know, Jesse and JT are great. So yeah, I was, I was telling you that, you know, I was catching up on some podcasts and I listened to some new ones. And so, you know, some quick shout outs to four new podcasts and I'm listening to, you know, one was passionately casual. So Jesse, there's your plug again. Um, second one, did you get a chance to listen to the one I sent you called plumbing the death star? I didn't, man. I've been bogged down all week. I have not okay. caught up. This is, I mean, these guys have a ton of, of casts out already and they're all like less than 20 minutes. Mm. It's these three Aussie guys. And they're okay. really funny. Okay, if any of you guys have seen Clerks and remember the the debate between Randall and Dante about the second the destruction of the second Death Star and that there were contractors on it. Right, right, right. right. It's a whole I bunch of discussions that. like that, right? So it's called Plumbing the Death Star, and I'm sure that's where they got their name was because right. you know Randall said, "Do you think the average stormtrooper knows how to install a water main?" <laughs> So it's, it's that, but like the one I listened to was, um, is Jonathan Kent the worst father ever? You know, Clark Kent's <laughs> adopted father. Another one is, um, the one I just listened to was, uh, do superheroes actually solve crime? Oh my and, god. And it debates on, on whether yeah, they, cause, awesome. and then they go through all the different levels of crime, of petty crime and major crime and supervillain crime and the fact that they actually don't solve anything. And so it, they, these guys are pretty darn funny. So a nice little shout out to, to plugging the, de- plumbing the Death Star. Cool. Um, but I think my fave podcast coming out right now is, um, it's actually not new, but it's, uh, it's been out for a couple of years. Um, but I actually learned about it at Phoenix Comic Con when I went to a 
panel called so you want to do a podcast right <laughs> yeah and it was it was run by um these guys who were part of the uh, what's called fern the four-eyed radio network and um they it's a whole collection of podcasts and like they have a whole podcast based on i think power rangers and another one based on uh, uh, up and coming music stuff like that well the one i started listening to is called her majesty's secret podcast and they start at the beginning, and they just go through two Bond movies every episode and detail them. Oh and it, it's really, really, really good. Um, so I really thoroughly enjoy this podcast. Um, you can find them everywhere. They, they they make it easier. So on on Twitter and Facebook and everything, just search Her Majesty's uh, Pod dot com or Her Majesty's oh. Pod on Twitter. They're really cool guys. Um, and then the last one I started listening to is called Tiny Table Three. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> random title. Um, but one of the one of the hosts is somebody that I met at Comic-Con this year who works for somebody famous, but I don't want to. Um, I, I haven't listened to all the podcasts yet. Um, they've only put out, I want to say, 15 or so. Um, but I uh, I don't think they've announced their real names yet, so I don't want to really push that. But they, they talk a lot about uh, geek culture, and it's really kind of cool because uh, – there's three of them, and they all go to like almost all conventions, and some of them work them and stuff like that. So it's kind of a cool different angle to to, to see it from. Huh. So those are those are the four podcasts that I'm really uh, suggesting this week. There's one that I have on my list that I haven't listened to yet. Uh, you know, for longtime listeners of the show, you know I'm a huge fan of Rachel and Miles explaining the X Men. Right. They suggested a cast called the Fantastic Cast, and it's hmm. the same thing that they do. But it's detailing the history of the Fantastic Four. Um, nice. So same sort of thing where they start at the beginning and they just detail, and they actually have a ton more episodes than um, Rachel Miles do. So that's a cast I'm going to have to get into. Cool, man. Well, uh, I will definitely check those out. The Plumbing and Death Star one sounds amazing. So um... yeah, they're great because they're 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 only like eighteen, nineteen minutes each, and they're really funny. So they go really fast. Cool. All right, dude. We have um, some Star Wars stuff to cover. Shall we do it? Both trap yourselves in. I'm gonna make a jump to light speed. Pew 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 pew. All right. So I. Oh, that was elegant. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right, man. So what do you want to do first? Do you want? So our, our idea here is we're only at about 50 minutes or so, so we could probably maybe squeeze everything. I don't know how long we want to run, but we, we're toying with the idea of covering the comics and then cutting the episode off and then doing the D3 stuff and pop culture in another episode. So shall we just kind of see how long it takes to cover comics or what do you think? Yeah, I think that's a good call. All right. So let's start with comics. So we are going to talk about Star Wars number seven, Vader number eight. And Lando number two. What do you want to start with, buddy? Uh, let's start with Lando. Yeah. That's the one freshest in my mind anyway. This is the second issue. What are your thoughts overall? Um, I loved it. I loved how they referenced the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, um, that was good. I loved how Lando keeps getting himself into deep <laughs> Nice. Pardon my yeah, French. But it's, it's really cool. And, uh, you know, actually the thing I loved most about it was um the okay spoilers if you haven't read the, this oh, issue yeah. yet spoilers spoilers but basically he jukes 
three Star Destroyers out of their shorts mm-hmm. and, and hyperspaces away, right? Uh, hyperspeeds away. And the captain who is in charge, you see him in silhouette, and he's holding his blaster up to his head. Yeah. And you think he's basically going to, you know, Harry carry himself before you get a chance for the Emperor to do it. But then the last line you see him say is, I think the uh, Rebellion is hiring. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, is this just a cool little jibe, or is this setting it up where we might have a defector? No, he's talking to his, um, he's talking to someone else, right? Is he? Yeah, because he says, he says, for me, because I'm on that page, he says, the the Imperialist has leapt away. Because remember, they have the Emperor's ship, Right. right? The Emperor's got a ton of stuff on he wants back, okay? And so the Empire, obviously, is chasing Lando and the boys. And so he says, the Imperius has left away into hyperspace, Commodore Idel. What now, sir? And he says, uh, there's just, uh, and he says, for me, Lieutenant, this, I think, but for you, I hear the, re- the rebellion is hiring. So he is going to kill himself. <laughs> oh, and he's talking to a subordinate. And he, yeah, he's, he's saying, I think the rebellion's hiring. <laughs> okay, that's, but that's, it's dark. It is dark. And so, the, dark. yeah, the two other things I loved about the comics, the, this issue was uh, the introduction of the not quite a bounty hunter, but he's like the 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 uh, imperial equivalent of like a smuggler, right? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's an operative basically, and so that's kind of cool. That that character seems really interesting. Um, but then the very last panel of them finally getting the the cargo bay unlocked, and the oh, imperial yeah. guard comes out. Okay, yeah. Uh, I was going to have you hold off on that for a second. Okay, so yes, the last panel is crazy. I was reading this in my classroom today. I had a couple students in there working on something. I read that last panel. I was like, oh my God. You know, and it's one of those moments where you're like, oh, I didn't expect that, right? Um, what I liked most about this issue, though, really, um, and of course, spoilers, um, I love that the Emperor's ship is really just amazingly awesomely badass. Yeah. Okay? I also really liked the fact that I like the banter between Lobot and, um, and Lando. And what I thought was actually pretty, pretty Lando-esque, and which is why this is a really good comic, in my opinion, is the fact that he handles the situation just like you would expect Lando to handle it. Right? Yeah. He says, Oh, I've done this a thousand times. Trust me. Trust me. It's all good. I'm going to do it. It's going to be a bad, it's going to be awesome. And then I've done this a thousand out, times. He's all, well, I've done it in my head a few times, you know? It's like, yeah. oh man, really? <laughs> I, I also found it, uh, there was some interesting things, and I think we should talk about, um, when we talk Vader, Star Destroyers, the only beef I think I have really is that the Star Destroyers in this one, and when we talk about, um, Invader, they're not very, they don't seem as formative as they do in the movies. You know what I'm saying? Um, formidable, you mean? formidable that's it um i have work on my mind formative you know assessments but anyway i don't know i find it very hard to believe that a star destroyer is going to run into itself and i have that same problem in what is it empire where all of a sudden han decides to go down right and the three star destroyers are about to run into each other you remember that yeah that one was weird but they're um, huge you have to be able to figure this out, right? If yeah, you're well, driving this thing. Exactly. Well, th- this one, they kind of explained that away because they both had, they were competing on who can get it first. Mm-hmm. And they both activated their tractor beams 
and the tractor beam is locked on the tractor, the other tractor beam, not on the ship, but right. on the beam itself. And pulled it, pulled it towards it. Yeah, I get it. It just, you know, anyway, that was just, that's a minor thing. I, I enjoyed this comic. Um, what I also kind of dug was the little, I didn't know what was going on at first with this, uh, other bounty hunter that shows up. Looks like kind of like a Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's looking for a bounty and there's, you know, several pages devoted to it. And then he's like, <laughs> the line is, uh, sorry about this, my friend, but when this particular client calls, you drop everything. And so he's literally holding a man. He's he holding him, him in midair because he's flying. Because he's flying on his jetpack and he just drops him into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. And then, and, of course, it's Palpatine on the other end telling tell him to find my ship, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I, it was a, it was a decent second, uh, second issue in my opinion. I know this is going to be a short run as well. I'm actually really intrigued to see if they expand upon what is in the Emperor's ship, some of these artifacts and stuff, and seeing kind of what what unfolds with that. Well, if you notice when they were talking about the artifacts, the only one they actually specifically explained was the Gungan fertility statue from Naboo. <laughs> which, I mean, right? I mean, there's, there's definitely some humor in this. Which I, I really enjoyed this. Um, so that, let's talk about the last panel real quick. So obviously there's some Imperial Guard soldiers stationed in that room at all times, right? To... Yeah. And even though it was stolen, they still didn't come out. Exactly. So that's, there's two things that could happen there. One, they're locked in there, which I imagine they are locked until he opens, until Palpatine opens it, right? Right. Or two, they're so disciplined, which you would think they are from the Imperial Guard that right. they know to stay put. Until they are breached specifically in that room, because exactly. they need part of the thing is is that whatever is so important is hidden kind of in plain sight among the other artifacts that are in the ship. Indeed, yeah, no, uh, it was a great last panel. And spoilers, of course, if you're still with us, we're spoiling the heck out of this. But um, the Imperial Guard opens the deal and stabs poor Lobot in the shoulder. So you know we know uh, this takes place pre Empire, right? So we know Lobot survives, but it still was a very in-your-face kind of uh, ending there. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, and actually, this could be something interesting that Why uh, when we were so much later. Yeah, well, we were on um, Cantina Cast. They brought it up that they didn't like the Lobot talk so much. And he had so much personality. What if he, you know, because we don't see where it goes into the chest. Right. What if he stabbed like through the voice box and then? through the throat and into the shoulder and that's why he doesn't talk in empire is maybe he loses of, his voice i honestly thought about that too right when he got stabbed i was like well maybe that's why he doesn't talk very much maybe he got hurt really you know maybe then maybe he, he gets stabbed maybe the other one stabs him again or something and right. he takes out his voice you know who knows um so i think that's definitely somewhere they're gonna go because he is very chatty and i love and i love but i do love the banter between the two of them uh, yeah. So it would explain some things when we do see him in Empire if he never speaks, um, if he's somehow mute or something from this incident. So definitely um, some unanswered questions, but you know, decent second issue. What do you think? Yeah, I'm. I, I really like it. I mean, Lando's always been a, a fan favorite, and uh, so I'm excited that they're delving a little bit more into his pre-story. Yeah. Same here. All right. Um, Star Wars or Vader? Let's go into Vader. So Vader. I read today as well, so it's somewhat fresh in my mind. I read Star Wars um, a week or so ago, so might have to refresh my memory a little bit. Um, but this one was interesting. So overall thoughts? Um, I love how Vader is like playing 
three different sides. Yes. All at the same time. Because he's like he sent out the the archaeologist to go be his like to go do stuff, stealing from basically himself, but doing it no it's so that's a whole interesting thing. And then she's kinda of playing both ends. Right. And with the bounty hunters? Yeah, with the bounty hunters, with the Wookiee especially, but that's all with Vader's okay. But then the whole Palpatine thing is there. He's trying to say, you know, find who stole this stuff, and you know, of course, it was Vader. And it's it's really interesting. How it's really kind of getting uh, very convoluted and and crime syndicate like. It really is, and and that was kind of the thing that was not off putting, but there's a lot going on here, and there is. The sto- the story arc is going to get, like you said, a little bit more convoluted, and it'll it'll clarify, I'm sure. But right now, I'm having a bit of a hard time kind of following where it's going, mostly because it's in comic form. You know what I mean? And I yeah. don't, I don't have every side of the story. You know, right? the The thing that I think makes it easier to follow along is that, um, what is Vader's ultimate goal? I don't even know. He keeps mentioning it, and it's to <laughs> find to, Luke. To find Luke, yeah. Right. Yeah. So as long as you keep that in mind. Then all this convoluted stuff that he's doing, every single piece of it is going to serve that purpose. That's a good point, man. And what I'm intrigued about kind of is we they are bringing back those misfits. It's what I like to call them. Yeah. Right? You have the twins, you have the Mon Cal, and you have the scientist lady. Um, so there's this little back and forth about who's going to do this thing, right? And uh, how do you say his last name? The the guy, the Death Star guy. Oh, uh, General Tag? Yeah, so Tag decides he's going to send the twins, and the Mon Cal's not happy about it, right? Yeah, well, what I love is that the Mon Cal used to be a, an Imperial uh, a general, and right. now he's not, but Tag is now the Grand General, and he really points that out. He does. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I just love it. It's like, he has no problem putting them in their place. Right. And, and, he's, and the way he's talking to Vader is very interesting, too. Um, there's the moment, uh, what does he say? So Vader says, as you wish, Grand General. Yeah, he's really Maybe taking the on end. the Tarkin role. Mm-hmm. And he is, and he, and he basically says, oh, Vader, there's one more thing. I've assigned you this, this dude, right? With an awesome mustache, uh, <laughs> to, to replace the guy you, you, you got rid of before. And what I found interesting about this, this guy's actually intelligent. <laughs> yeah, he knew that he had been on a planet where that ice took place around the moon. Yeah, because he says, the, from your trip to Anthran 13 yesterday, and Vader stops, right? Yeah, the dust on his cloak. Mm-hmm. And Vader's like, oh, you're actually perceptive. And he's all, uh, Lord Vader, I'm not a, a sycophant, traitor, or worse. Worst of all, an incompetent, like, Unai, or whatever his name is. I'm a professional investigator. And he's like, oh, okay, we shall see, right? And that's kind of how it ends. So, um, and, he, and he leads off to go down to the, to the lift, mm-hmm. and he just know in Vader's mind, he's like, okay, how am I going to kill this yeah, he's like, okay, so this guy has to die, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, again, not a whole whole lot happens in this. There, they are definitely setting up a bunch of the 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 plot lines and stuff, and I, and I think it's interesting. I'm waiting. I think issue three is really going to be um, where it picks up and it starts to make a little more sense and a little less convoluted. I do like the droids and the banter with the with the, with the anthropo- anthropologist. Yeah, I love the 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 protocol droid because he's mm-hmm. like vicious. And he's like, you know, I, I'm not happy. I mean, it's not like I'm in a in a sealed room with a human and a sharp object. I'm like, dude, something. that's freaking psycho. Uh, he does say something. Maybe that was a line I was thinking of. Anyway, 
It's pretty funny. Um, so what do you think, real quick, again, talking about Death Stars, and I just, not Death Stars, uh, Star Destroyers. So they blow up this, you know, they make kind of a makeshift asteroid collision deal. Uh, and they kind of take them down pretty, not, I mean, not easily, but I mean, it's fairly easily. Um, does this sync up with what we know about Star, um, Star Destroyers? Well, it was, I don't think it was a Star Destroyer that they took out. I think it was a smaller vessel. You don't think it was? Oh, you know what? You're right. It looks like a Star Destroyer. Yeah, it might have a similar version. shape, but I think it's more of an interdictor. Or It's an interdictor. Yep. That's probably it. All right, cool. I'm, I'm good then. <laughs> cool. All right, now let's get on to my least favorite of the week. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it was still good. Um, yeah. And I, I really loved seeing the... We're, we're on to Star Wars 7 now, by the way. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the backstory of Obi-Wan on Tatooine, which was really cool. You got to see a, unfortunately, you got to see Luke at the, uh, Jake Lloyd age. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that was interesting. The dreaded Jake Lloyd age. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so that was interesting, but you know, my least favorite thing about this was, is that if you remember correctly, at the end of issue six, they dropped the whole bomb of, look, Han's married. And now we're and on to issue back seven, to the whole issue. and doesn't even mention it. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer. I, I found myself, I actually, and, and now that you mention it, when I looked at the cover, and then I opened it, I'm like, did I miss an issue? Because I, I had that on my mind as well. And and I'm absolutely with you, man. I I didn't mind this comic at all. I liked the backstory. I really enjoyed the novel Kenobi. And this did solidify a little bit of what, you know, not really anything that happened in that text plot wise, but the fact that he's there, he's looking out for, um, you know, Luke and that kind of thing. And there are things going on and he's, and he's working around those things. Yeah. I think the strongest thing about this issue was the way that they bookended it, that it opened up where it wasn't the scroll. Right. Um, it's, it's not, it didn't open up with the scroll like it does on all the other issues because what this is, is this is Luke reading the thing that he found in the, in the hut. Okay. And so it starts yeah. off with the different language with the subtitle on it. So I thought yeah. that was cool. And then the way it ended was Luke in the cockpit of the X-Wing reading it. You know, and that would have made a little more sense had I actually paid more attention to that first page. I saw, I think I saw the arabesque and I just skipped it. Yeah. <laughs> I was out at, I was out at camp, had a few beers by the river. So I skipped that page. I was just wanting to read it. And you're right. It is him reading it. And, and it's, I did like how they bookended. You're absolutely right. I like that. Luke, even though we don't know it in the original uh, uh, trilogy, really, we do. It's nice to know that Luke's like, you know what? He was there for me. He was looking out for me. This is what he did to help me back then. Right. Um, right. Which I think is kind of cool. So, but yeah, not much else really of note is, is, is it really in here? This was one of the weaker ones, I think. Um, in this run. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the, the weakest of that run. Yes. But it, it kind of, it kind of has to be if you're just going to dive into a journal. I mean, nobody's journal's that exciting, right? I mean. Exactly. <laughs> and the, the thing is, if you read at the very end of the issue, they had the, uh, the, the little note from the editor and then the letters. And in mm-hmm. the note from the editor, it said, if you liked this first issue of the Journal of Kenobi or something like that, let us know. So you know it's not going to be the only one. You know that this is basically going to be the equivalent of Luke finding a holocron or a datacron. And this is how he's getting some of his his mastery of the Force. 
Well, I think that's interesting. And there are, I've, I've been reading a lot of comics in the last couple of weeks and it's something that runs do periodically. They'll kind of not, a, they'll do like a issue that's not related to the main storyline, like related in a way where it, it influences everything, you know? Yeah. But it's just another thing that happens. Um, usually in the past or something. And I'll give you, you know, I can give you an example when we get down to it, but I was reading um, that the Marvel now run of Deadpool and they do that every several issues. They'll go away from the main plot line and put in, you know, what they call uh, a found, you know, an old, an old, you know, it's, it's, it's something they made, but it's different from the actual run, which is right. very, it just takes you out of the, out of the, uh, the continuity. Exactly. So, um, but you know, I, I'm with you. This is the weaker of the run, but it does, it, it can have a place. Um, I imagine we'll see more of it. I'm hoping they're a little more, I don't know, meaty, meaty. Is that it? Yeah. No, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, man, I'm still enjoying the comics. I'm going to still buy them. Um, and I've been reading a lot of other comics as well. So anything else you want to add in our little, uh, Marvel comics section here? Well, Star Wars comics section. Yeah, the last thing is is the uh, that uh, Marvel released uh, uh, images of Shattered Empire, which is going to be their limited run that's coming up, I believe, at the end of September. Um, I can't wait for that. And the images look really cool. So uh, there's a link in the show outline or show notes. So if you want to see those images, take a look. Totally, Um, they look good, man. I cannot wait for this. Honestly, yeah, something like this. Um, This is the end of part one of the podcast. Please tune in next week for part two, Pop Culture and D23. Thank you. That is awesome. Super awkward. <laughs>